What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, April 29th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? Hall's cough drops, am I right? Oh, yeah, man. Those strawberry-flavored ones are my jam. Strawberry, that's a new one. I haven't had a strawberry yet. Yeah, they they have less of the, the menthol, and they're mm, really more just to like soothe your throat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling? You feeling okay? You're I'm be doing okay? all right, yeah. yeah. We got a big week ahead of us. I, I can't know. have you sick for it. You this know what I mean? That's why I've been resting all weekend, yeah. trying to get back into fighting shape. Yeah. So. <laughs> good. I was in Chicago all weekend. I saw Andrew the photos. Yeah, Looks like you had a good time for your birthday. Sure. Seeing the fam. First time I went home for my birthday in 18 years. That's wow. wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about it, but there I was eating baronies, eating pizza, drinking a lot of beer, having a good time. It was Excellent. good. Thank you all for the birthday wishes. Of course, if you forgot and didn't say them, it's too late. Don't bother <laughs> trying to come in now. acting like you, oh, yeah, you totally remembered. Now you just heard about it on the show. Now you wanted to say it. And I won't have it. Frankly, it's, it's embarrassing Damn. to me Damn. that you think I'd fall for it. And it's sickening to Barrett, from what I hear, from what I understand over it there. Is. I want to uh, fucking throw up right now. I think I'm proud to say I probably gave you the most weird. Yeah, oh yeah, video. you're really good at that. You're really good at that. My, I don't even know. You go, you're going on Facebook, getting a photo, putting it pops out of some lady's legs. It's like Jesus Christ, Andrea. This is a lot for me to process this morning on my birthday. But I digress because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash kind of funny games. There you can send in your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then watch us record the show live on. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you have a special job to do. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screwed up, and we set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. <laughs> Printer did a page and a half today and then it just stopped. Ha, it's right. like I'm done. That's all you get. Cool. So we're using the that laptop like today. Saving it's Earth Day was the other day. You know, whatever. Housekeeping for you. I got a bunch strapping. Uh, kind of funny. Games cast is taking over the Borderlands Three reveal. That's right. Fran, Andrea, and myself are hosting the pre and post shows Wednesday, uh, starting at 9:30 a.m. Pacific time for the Borderlands Three reveal. That's on the official channels. So you can go to Twitch.tv/Borderlands to watch. Of course, we'll be hosting it on Kind of Funny Games if you want to watch alongside them. All the details are up on borderlands.com as well also breaking news we have another election on the internet to win uh i should say rig but it doesn't matter uh andre lima aru you know him he's the guy who drew the shirtless spider-man cover more importantly he's the guy who draws comic books professionally and whenever he draws one he puts kind of funny references in the back of spider-man books uh black panther scenes all sorts of stuff generation gone uh he has a chance to work right now with the director of moon and andre lima aru has never asked me for anything (laughs) he does all this art for us he puts us in marvel comic books He's never asked for anything. He'd really like to win this chance to draw some pages from the script of the new uh, director or the new movie from the director of Moon. So I need you to go to kindoffunny.com slash Andre, A-N-D-R-E, and go there and vote. It's simple. You don't have to log into anything. It's on the director's official website. Uh, you click there. You click vote. It's done. It's over. And you help out a kind of funny best friend who is way too good to us. I'd like to be too good to him. <coughs> Also, if you can believe it, the Vancouver meet and greet is this Saturday. Jesus. We are coming to Vancouver, May 4th. You can get all the details on kindoffunny.com slash events. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, James Davis, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Sherry's Berries and Pro Flowers. It's that time of year, but I'll tell you about it later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. 
Whoa. <laughs> there what, was an echo, echo there. there. Wow. Oh, Nick. thanks, Nick. Man. 10.08 and you're in the office already. Wow, I'm impressed. That's not good. would you bring me from Starbucks? Here he comes. He's are those, are, are those some Turn up the microphone for egg him. Bites? What's going on? Of course there's sous vide eggs. But, Why did uh, you bring me some? I was here a half hour ago, but I wanted to wait to echo the baker's dozen. So I just stood downstairs. Comic book shop, not open. We appreciate, just we stared appreciate that. Yeah. Just stared at him. Yeah, yeah. Kind of scratched the glass like Porgy does when he's hungry. You sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess they were sous vide egg bites. Thanks for noticing. Uh, they were the uh, chicken chorizo. Mm, those ones aren't bad. Very They're my excited. second favorite. Very excited to talk about Game of Thrones to you later. Oh, I have a lot to say about Woo! Game of Thrones. <laughs> Nick, a lot of people in the chat wanted to wish you a happy birthday from over the over the weekend. Happy birthday for me? Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I, want to, I can't take credit for that, though. I think it was Greg's birthday this weekend. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I'll take a little credit for it. I'll take a little credit. I, I the like bird from the kid on the subreddit, which was a photo of Nick, and be like, hey, here's Greg's birthday. I just wanted to say it's great that he gets to work with Nick Scarfina. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, how was right. it? Good? Oh, yeah, my birthday? Right. Yeah, it was really good, Chicago. We'll talk about it. We got a kind of funny podcast. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Bye. I'm sure that'll come up later. For now, we have five, five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Uh, number one, Notch is not invited to the Minecraft anniversary. This is from Brian Crescente over at Variety, who writes, Minecraft creator Marcus Notch, is that person? Is that a person, right? Person uh, who sold the title to Microsoft for $2.5 billion in 2014 won't be part of the 10-year anniversary plans for the game because of his, quote, comments and opinions, Microsoft tells Variety. Quote, his comments and opinions do not reflect those of Microsoft or Mo Yang and are not representative of Minecraft, a Microsoft spokesperson told Variety. The spokesperson also noted that Notch hasn't been involved with Minecraft since he sold the studio and rights to the game in 2014. Notch, once an involved member of the video game development community, has increasingly ostracized himself uh, with his Twitter comments, including transphobic statements and comments about a heterosexual pride day, and that, quote, it's okay to be white. Notch has about 3.7 million followers on Twitter. I'm Andrew. How do you feel about this? This is not shocking at all. No. Quite frankly, I don't know why it's news. He hasn't been involved in Minecraft well, since this he is sold their, it. They right? were leading, they're doing this anniversary thing, this anniversary celebration, right? That is some event that's going to have, it's going to talk about the past, present, and future of Minecraft. I think that's where it comes down to. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, something that is misstep. I, everybody's reporting on this now. Uh, it was Crescente and Variety's uh, uh, exclusive to begin with. I think that's where it stems from, is the fact that, cool, so the creator of it isn't involved with this 10-year celebration, right? And is that okay? Is that the way it should be? How does that go? And obviously, you go to, you're go Microsoft. You own it. How do you want the brand to be recognized? It's certainly not the way it should be. It should be that Notch was continuing to stay invested in his community and the thing that built his wealth to what it is and that he would appreciate the amazing support that players all over the world have given to the thing that he created with, you know, the team at Moyang. But like, that's just not the way he has been. You know, sure. so I think that it's not surprising that this is the way it is. It's just disappointing and a little bit sad in one, in one sense. But should he be involved or like, does he need to be? Absolutely not. Because I think the the individual creators and players of Minecraft, the millions and millions of people around the world that have been playing for a decade or whatever, have really embodied what Minecraft is. And it's not just on Notch. Obviously, he will always forever hold a place in Minecraft's history. Yeah, he, he shouldn't be erased from the record books, no, right? No, of course kind of not. Thing. Never. I'm not suggesting that at all. Oh, um, no, I, I wasn't saying you were. But I'm just saying that you can have a, a 10-year anniversary celebration without him if he is willfully choosing to not partake. Well, it's, he it's just a bummer, you know? Sure. And so you say he's willful... Will for, 
he's participating not to or he's choosing not to be a part of it because of how he's acting online. I imagine that he just doesn't want to be. He just doesn't want to be well, no, there. This, this is he doesn't do public speaking engagements. Well, he doesn't do like autograph sessions. He doesn't do con appearances or panels or literally anything. He stays out of the public spotlight. Sure, but I think the story here is that Microsoft's not even won't even have him. That's what's happening, right? Is that hmm. my? It's, let me reread it, right? My notch uh, sold this out. Won't be part of the ten-year anniversary plans for the game. Is that because, what you're getting from that statement? Yeah, because of his comments and opinions. It, quote: His comments and opinions do not reflect those of Microsoft or Mo Yang and are not representative of Minecraft. So you think so they're the sto- actively? The story here is saying Minecraft GTFO. is saying you're not allowed. We're not inviting him. He's not part of this. Hmm. Similar to how they they uh, made made headlines a couple weeks ago, maybe even months ago now, but where they one of the loading screens uh, in a it got updated to take out a reference to him, you know, because they always have the funny little things when you load up Minecraft. I that don't, I don't know. That, I don't know if that's a fair extrapolation to make. Really, I don't, because Microsoft is a gigantic global corporation. It's in their legal interest to say that they don't their their individual creators' comments and opinions don't reflect that of the company at large. Sure, I don't know if that is equal to them saying we don't want you here. Hmm. I would would honestly be pretty surprised if Notch expressed an interest in wanting to be involved and Microsoft said, no thanks. That that to me would be disappointing on Microsoft's part. Okay. Because, yeah, what I'm getting from this, this is uh, the the lead for Brendan Sinclair over Games Industry Mm -hmm. Up is. Microsoft is continuing to distance itself from Notch, the Minecraft creator who sold the franchise. Variety has received confirmation from Microsoft that it won't involve uh, Notch at a Mo Yang event in May uh, intended to mark the game's 10th anniversary. So, So if I'm reverse engineering this correctly mm-hmm. the way i see it is that the thing got announced 10th anniversary brian reached out to them was like hey, i didn't see notch on this and they're like we're not working with notch we won't work. his comments and opinions do not reflect those of microsoft or mo yang and are not representative of minecraft it's a really P- it's pr speak i wish they would well, just- sure it's that he's a loose cannon he says all this right. crazy I fucking shit would, i wish they would just come out and say we will no longer be working with notch instead of this this PR speak of his comments and opinions do not reflect those of Microsoft. Obviously they don't. They make that disclaimer for, for anybody that speaks on behalf of Microsoft sure. unless they're intentionally a representative of Microsoft from the communications team, right? Right. Um, I think they got out of their way in the crescente spe- parts or piece to say that again, right? The spokesperson mm-hmm. also noted that Notch hasn't been involved with Minecraft since he sold the studio and the rights of the game in 2014. Yeah, I think true. that's what it is. I mean, I think that's what it's just coming back to is that it's Microsoft is very clear that Notch is not a part of this, and in this point, it's doing that as well. It's just weird this time around because it is. Hey, it's the 10th anniversary. We're d- you're doing this event celebrating mm-hmm. the past of it. Are you going to have their creator there? No, we're not because he says weird ass, horrible, mean shit on Twitter all the time. I, and see, I'll just take it back. I mean, not to say that that's not true because mm-hmm. he does say some really like wacky stuff. I think that it still comes down to Notch putting drawing the line in the sand a long time ago, years ago, yeah. saying, I just don't want to be involved with it anymore. He's He said as much publicly that he's like, I'm done with Minecraft. Sure. So I guess it just, it makes Microsoft look good if they're like, yeah, we don't want to be involved with him anymore. Sure. I, like, mean, well, I mean, what he's saying? The whole that- thing just feels like drama. 
Well, I think it's just because he got approached, right? Insert my drama I'm sure, here. I, I, I'm sure Minecraft or uh, Microsoft would prefer not to have had any yeah. reason to talk about this. I'm sure it's Crescente looking at this going, 10th anniversary, wait, is Notch going to be there? Well, now we're talking about it. Hey, well, that's the thing, though, right? It's like, that's how the video game news works, right? Yeah, exactly. Don't get me wrong. I'm, we don't get enough hot gossip, Greg. Microsoft was definitely prepared for this question, and, but they, they weren't going to offer the information on their own, but here they are yeah. taking a stance. His comments and opinions do not reflect those of my... I mean, that is them saying his transphobic homophobic bullshit that he said mm. before is not going to be tolerated for us Good. and then that is then co- started the conversation again though and i don't even i haven't even seen this take but i'm sure this take exists is that right like how does that work and i think for the company microsoft is trying to build for the gaming community most of us are trying to build that makes sense that yeah you know freedom of speech whatever you're allowed to go say whatever fucking True. horrible shit you want on the internet but there's going to be ramifications and that's not how well, you're protected by what happens with it right yeah no i'm with you 100 percent. there should be ramifications for sure i just don't think there are here because not doesn't give a fuck sure that's in, that's in, <laughs> yeah i know right it's like but I, it's it's like oh cool you're not inviting the guy who didn't want to go <laughs> i want to I, I haven't checked actually hold on i want to see if he actually if he said anything yet because since these stories started yeah popping. no worth looking up for sure no, nah, it doesn't look like it. But it's like, yeah, no, this is like, sure, okay. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just like whatever. Microsoft it's isn't inviting Notch because Notch doesn't want to go and they don't want him there. Looks like everyone's happy. Sure, I guess that's what makes sense. <laughs> but I think it's going to be interesting. Is uh, yeah, whatever. You're right. Everybody is happy on it, I guess. But again, now it's except for Brian Crescente. Well, it's going to re- Oh, upset. he's. Are you kidding me? He's in love with this Crescente right now. Everybody talking about this article. That's what you want when you write these pieces. And when you get this thing that now everybody has to pick up and source, right? Because they went to Crescente for it. Yeah. It's just the question, I think, yeah, of now that oh, you're right. So let's say you've said it. Notch doesn't like doing this shit to begin with. Who fucking cares? But now that not now that they're like, well, we're not inviting Notch because he's a dick on Twitter for all. Let's read between the lines. Right. He says horrible this is things. Microsoft just trying to look good, I guess. I don't know. Take a stand. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's important that large companies vocalize their tolerance or lack of tolerance for certain behaviors um, of people that are associated with their brand because sure. there's uh, not enough brands I think that take a stand because they're afraid everybody of everybody wants to be wishy-washy nobody everyone wants to try to be as mainstream as possible and not yeah, take that they don't stance, wanna, right they don't want to rock the boat or upset business as the bottom line right, right. Um, but I don't think that their statements are particularly controversial like oh cool you're not inviting Notch all right but it's controversial because of why. <laughs> no, Greg, I'm not Don't you, you understand how the internet works now? <laughs> no. Us versus them, right versus left. No. SJWs versus bad people. I don't know what the other side of that the one is, right. but you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, the alt right. Yeah, that's how it's got to be. Everybody's got to be mad about something, Andrea. Okay, I'm not going to get mad today, though, Greg. All right, good. Well, I'm, I'm zen out right now. Yeah, right. Well, you have Game of Thrones in review after this. I've, I've heard you start talking about it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it's not. I'm saving all of my yeah. anger for that show. I think it's interesting <laughs> that Microsoft had a clear statement about it, right? It, it, uh, Crescente's article, or maybe one of the other ones I was reading, goes on to talk about when they removed the notch reference from their loading screen in a patch note, there was no comment <laughs> given on why that happened. And now for them to come out and be like, hey, guess what? We, I mean, again, I'm reading between lines, but hey, guess what? The way he carries himself is not representative of what Minecraft is and what mm-hmm. we want it to be. So we're not going to associate with him anymore. I'm sure most of the kids playing Minecraft today don't even know who Notch is. 100%. Yeah. I, I mean, I think sadly, I just, for most video games, they play Last of Us. They have no idea who Neil Druckmann is. No, you know of course I mean? not. <sighs> History. They mm-hmm. need it. You know what I mean? Interesting. I thought you'd be more fi- fired up on, on one way or the other than that. Nah. I'll let you go. You're don't easy, care about e- Notch. Even Keely Andrew. No, no. Understandable. Yeah, right. There's a lot of... He exists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't, You can throw a, a rock on the internet and find somebody being weird and a, a dick 
and saying horrible things. Speaking of Gregway, PewDiePie <laughs> has asked people to stop the subscribe PewDiePie movement. This is from Zach uh, Zwenzen over at Kotaku who writes, in a video posted today, PewDiePie asked his fans to stop using the popular subscribe to PewDiePie slogan, citing events like the Christchurch Christ Church shooting where a shooter yelled the slogan before opening fire on Muslims worshiping in New Zealand. Quote, I think it's time to end the subscribe to PewDiePie movement or meme, PewDiePie says in the video. He goes on to say, he goes on to say that following the Christ Church shooting, uh, he came to believe, quote, it's clear to me the subscribe to PewDiePie movement should have ended then, end quote. The meme started earlier this year as a way to keep PewDiePie's channel as the most subscribed channel on YouTube as another popular YouTuber, T-Series, began to overtake his channel. PewDiePie says the movement started out of positivity. His video shows footage of YouTube creators making videos and people buying billboards, playing music, having parades, and doing cheerleading routines in support of his channel. While he says he was initially moved by these gestures, now he believes the slogan is too closely linked with the terrible acts of violence and hate. Quote, I didn't want hate. I didn't want the hateful acts to overpower all these amazing things people were doing. All these cool and positive things, he says. On March 15th, a young man shot and killed 50 people and injured 50 more at, a lo- at local mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. The shooter streamed himself on Facebook and was heard yelling, subscribe to PewDiePie, before he began firing at people. <laughs> Later that day, PewDiePie tweeted out the, um, a message on Twitter, which seems to have since been deleted, though Forbes has a copy of the tweet. This is the tweet. Just heard news of the devastating reports out of New Zealand Christchurch. I feel absolutely sickened having my name uttered by this person. My heart and thoughts go out to the victims, families, and everyone affected by this tragedy. This is PewDiePie on March 15th. 2019. Beyond this tweet, PewDiePie was mostly silent on the shooting. In the video, he claims that his name being referenced in the shooting, quote, affected me in more ways than I've let show, end quote, and says he wanted to take his time to respond. He also didn't want to make the shooting about himself, he says, or let hate win. In the beauty, in the video, sorry, PewDiePie says he disagrees with some some who believe that he is a racist or that the meme was about racism. The popular YouTuber has faced multiple controversies involving actions with racist overtones, such as paying two men via the freelancer website Fiverr to hold up a sign reading "Death to All Jews" and using the N word on a stream in 2017. He later apologized for these incidents. Quote, some of the media, he says in today's video, have made the meme all about race or politics or nationality. And I don't agree with that at all. And I want that. And I want that to stop. This negative rhetoric is something I don't agree with at all. To make it perfectly clear. No, I'm not a racist. No, I don't support any form of racist comments or hate towards anyone. This movement started out of love and support, he concludes. So let's end it with that. God damn it, Andrew. Why is the internet got to be so complicated when people get successful? Um, because everybody wants to be part of the zeitgeist, right? I- I'm glad that he made a public statement about it because the movement has clearly devolved into something that's centered around harassment and hate instead of what he says, love and support. Yeah. And that's generally what happens when you have a community as large as PewDiePie's is that, you know, the- it kind of takes on a mind of its own and the creator can no longer control it. Yeah. And Clearly, it was taken out of context a long time ago. So this statement is overdue, but yeah. I'm glad that he at least made it and recognized it. I don't know if you can put that genie back in the bottle, though. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, once you think, once they start, right, you can't. I'm looking. I yeah okay. I, I was gonna say I know that I I try to cut down things. Right, PewDiePie states in the video he believes that when you have an audience of over 90 million people, you're bound to get a few degenerates. I mean, obviously, exactly, we right? have degenerates here at Kind of Funny. We're not that big. Well, Barrett's right there. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't ah, going to say his name out loud. But. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> no, I, for me, honestly, like, this is the thing is with PewDiePie, 
I don't like you and me are busy enough, right? And I hear I remember when this stuff broke and you the death of the all Jews thing and the N word, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? How? Mm-hmm. Why would you think any of this is a good idea? Blah blah blah. And I don't know PewDiePie personally, right? And I don't know Notch personally. I don't know any of these people from a personal level to be able to weigh in on what their real motivations are, what the fuck they're thinking, because they're making decisions Greg Miller wouldn't make in a million goddamn years, right? However, I think what's interesting is when the Christchurch thing happened and it was subscribed to PewDiePie at the beginning of the video. I remember the tweet from Pewds being out there about like, this is what they, we just read, right? But then they're being silenced and the movement's still going. And I always was like, that's a really weird thing to, to have still going, right? Like for me personally, if I don't know, if we had a, if beyond, I guess, whatever, if we had a popular slogan or a meme here that was going on, somebody did something horrible like this dressed as Johnny Ace, right? Johnny Ace is fucking retired. Like we never are going to do that again. We're going to be very clear. Like, hey, don't, don't do this in our name. Don't do this mm-hmm. kind of thing. This isn't what this was. We're stopping on everything about that, right? The fact that he didn't, I found weird. However, I, I truly appreciate what he says here, right? Right. Where he talks about the fact that uh, beyond this tweet, PewDiePie was mostly silent on the shooting. In the video, he claims that his name being referenced shooting affected me in more ways than I thought. And he wants to take some. He also didn't want to make the shooting about himself, which would have been the big thing, right? Absolutely. If it, I don't. For I know somebody, I think it was on the subreddit this week, there, weekend, there was a conversation about how kind of funny needs to stop applying what we do as a business to game devs and crunch. And it was a really interesting read. It's a conversation for another time. But I think that's so normal for me uh, to try to take these things and wrestle with them and apply how we would do it. Mm-hmm. We don't have 90 million people watching kind of funny games daily, right? I don't have that kind of reach where it is getting outside of yeah of course there's people in the kind of funny community that aren't best friends that are assholes and comments that totally are not what we want and i preferred they weren't part of the conversation Pain or the thing we all. do a hide user from channel i still don't think hide user from channel it works the way you think it does but anyways moving ban on hammer i'll ban i yes i'm down with you andrea ban yes. assholes okay good i don't want people who are critical i don't agree with greg's days gone review because x y and z that's fine greg miller is a blah 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 bleep 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 that's a different conversation get out anyways though uh, to have 90 million people right out there like he's saying and mm-hmm. if, if it, it, it would have he makes a great point that I never would have wrestled with that for me like I just mentioned if Johnny if somebody did something like this in his image right we would be so in front of it and so on top of it and blah 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 it, it, <clears throat> that happening would never be like this like we're not nearly big enough where if somebody dressed like Johnny Ace they would do something like there's so many different wrinkles to this conversation mm-hmm. that yeah if he would have on March 15th been like or March 16th been like following up on this no more of this no more of that blah 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 blah. it would have then that would have been the headline rather than these people who lost their lives in a tragic event that shouldn't have happened and is outrageous that happened fueled by hate and bigotry right and so yeah maybe he let it cook longer than i would maybe these different things would still props to him for making this video right now and, and getting out there and saying it and again I don't know his content. I don't know him as a person. I don't know any of the other stuff outside of what you do here when I sit there and go, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, why would you do that? But that seems to be everybody on the internet every often, right? Even when you, uh, even trying to, you know, again, I'm not somebody who keeps up with what Notch does. So going through and try, putting into Google today, why do people hate Notch? Because all, all the articles, for the most part, have just been like this, right? Of like, uh, including transphobic statements and comments about heterosexual pride day and it's okay to be white, right? What? Like, I don't even understand that enough. Can you give me more? Is he making these statements? Is it blah, blah, blah? And then you read the things and it is yeah, the... Yeah, it's, it's completely out of context. I mean, we don't need to analyze, you know, not just tweets right now, but I think it's unfortunate that someone who's as much in the limelight as PewDiePie um, 
gets crucified for his mistakes um, as as publicly as he does. And like there's an argument to be made, of course, that he's got a responsibility because of his audience. Because sure. so much of his audience are young kids that sure. are very impressionable and very much influenced by the things that he says. And so he really should be thoughtful. But the style of content he does doesn't lend itself to that a lot of time. I mean, there are plenty of times when you and I are doing a show where we'll say something and we're like, man, we didn't really think that through before we said it. And then you you reflect on it and you're like, I would actually have said it differently. Um, And the stakes are obviously, as you mentioned, much lower for us, but they're so high for him. So if he missteps, you know, like the world is watching him make a mistake. It's, It's this idea of like the internet lynch mob and forgetting that we're all humans and we all make mistakes. The idea of like, you know, you can use whatever euphemism you want, like about glass houses or throwing stones or sure. whatever that you want. It's like, but he, you know, like has been a target of so much stuff. So I think it's a good call that he stepped away after what happened yeah. and gave it some time to like settle and gave people time to process their grief and process their feelings on it before he said anything. And hopefully he can come back from this. Cause I think that he does a lot of great work. Well, I mean, raises he, a lot of money for charities. And that's my biggest thing about things, it. That's my biggest thing about you know? it. If I can cut you off is just the fact that I don't keep up with on PewDiePie period. Like, and I remember we've done the stories here where he said horrible things and we talk about it. Like, what is he doing? The fact that he has continued to be PewDiePie, that that hasn't ended his career, hasn't... Mm-hmm. And I remember when he lost the Skybound show and, like, you know, scare PewDiePie. All this stuff. The fact that there is still an audience watching him, the fact... I, I assume that, yeah, he is doing this. But important to this story, right? Again, what you were touched on, right? The fact that he says, affected me in more ways than I've let show. We know that pretty well, right? Of, like, we don't talk about all the things that'll hurt us or what we do or how we go home and you wrestle with what you did say or didn't say blah 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 I can only I can't fathom if somebody was about to do a mass shooting in a video and was like beyond or what you know what I mean just mentions my name mentions my name as in in again without context of what they're doing why they're doing it how it is and then yeah to see that message hijacked and run away with in a different way like all of these issues are so much more complicated than Twitter will allow it to be than what I do. I do way too much, which is read the headline on a story I'm not that interested in, but not click in to read the story where it's like I read the headline and I, how many times then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I heard about that. This happened. And Jen's like, well, yeah, but there was more. to. Did you read the article? I'm like, well, no, but I'm not claiming to be an expert. You know, what I, that's the culture we live in. And that's why I think like today on Games Daily to lead with both of these. I want to be clear that I don't know everything about these stories and everything about the histories and blah 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 not because I'm trying to be ignorant about it but because it doesn't pertain to my normal everyday life but I want to talk about it here and I want to have this conversation about what the fuck is going on and why you know why this would happen and I think there's so much to it and just the differences in the way we were all raised in quotes and I don't mean actual uh, parenting I mean the way we've all come up in our careers where I feel like I wrestle with the small reach I have in treating that in a different thing and putting out a different message than I think Notch does who was just making games all by himself for how long and then this thing Minecraft blows up and then suddenly he's on the stage with what was it 3 million something crazy amount of followers or 3.7 million PewDiePie who's making videos and I don't know his background at all in terms of what he was doing before then was he preparing for this did he wrestle like you know the amount of times we've reviewed games and talked about stuff there's no preparing you for speaking to 90 million people yeah like there's just not 
So it's crazy as we continue to see our lives online unfold, expand, and what they all mean to it. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting that PewDiePie finally said something, and I think it's the the right message to say. And I think more importantly, it's good to give context to why he did everything the way he did it. Mm-hmm. But I, I do feel for him in the way that it sounds like, and from what I understand from fellow creators and stuff that subscribe to PewDiePie did start from a good place and a fun place and something stupid like we would do. Of a Well, it started from a place where YouTube fans wanted YouTube to still celebrate the individual creator <clears throat> because T-Series is an Indian record label and film company. Mm. And so this is the channel that was, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to you overtake him. up about this one, don't worry. <clears throat> Strawberry halls to the rescue. I know. Um, it's not helping very much. Um, <laughs> and so there was a movement to say we want to support PewDiePie because he represents like the rags to riches story of what you, YouTube can do for a sure. creator who's dedicated to their channel, who makes content consistently and delights an audience versus like a film and record label, which clearly has way more resources than the average creator does. And so there was a movement to make sure he stays at the top because he represents what the heart of YouTube is and where YouTube came from. Whoa. Sirens are on our end and they turned on literally <laughs> right outside of the house. Um, but it's over now because T-Series beat him. Corporations oh, did they? for the win, I they guess. They got him? They got him in the end mm-hmm. Um... I'm looking at your wrong here because again since we're kind of like we don't know much about it I want to see what people have in terms of anything uh, nanobiologist says the only comment 4j made about the removing notch from Minecraft splash screens was tweeted quote a small update to Minecraft console editions we're rolling out of the next few weeks to make some changes to the splash text and that was when they re- they removed it um, anonymous moose says if you ban assholes then how will we poop yeah Thank you. Thank you, Barrett. That, I think that was the dad joke he was going for. It's a little blue than a regular dad joke, but they yeah. wanted to get it in there, right? I appreciate it. Um, Don't forget, you're wrong is not for your opinions. Sure, but I like it on this one. And this one is specific. And not to mention that this doesn't stop people ever from doing this. So I'm just looking at it here, right? Um, <coughs> hey, Barrett, would you mind getting me a glass of water, please? Yeah, that's more context on it, I guess, yeah. Uh, Fendi says, since Greg says he isn't familiar, isn't that familiar, very familiar with the PewDiePie, uh, with PewDiePie, here's some, here's some insight to him saying the N word on the incident. He says it on stream when someone kills him in game, seemingly by accident and without thinking about it in the moment. He then realizes what he said and brushes it off, hoping no one heard it. Utterly inexcusable. There was comment. Did he? He did, talked about it after the fact, right? And again, yeah, don't was, get me it wrong. Was a whole, it was a anyone whole in thing. anyone in any game ever could kill me, and my, I would never jump to the N word. No. Like that's I wouldn't either. And there's like Which a, then gets into the thing of that does that mean you use it? Like you know what I mean? There was a whole context that people were trying to make about why he used it and how because he's Swedish and he doesn't understand the connotation of that word. And quite frankly, I've heard from a lot of Europeans that are like, We use that word all the time. And I'm like, That's That's bad. not cool. That's not cool. You should stop that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <clears throat> so I mean he apologized for it. He knows it was wrong. He's not going to do it again. It goes back to what all of this always goes back to for me, right? And I can't, I cannot speak for either. Well, I can't. Thank you, Eric. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't speak for either uh, Notch or Pewds in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. But I, what I, I remember distinctly when Hulk Hogan, right, and all that stuff happened. And he said the N-word, obviously, you didn't know, in, in, a, in a horrible, horrible context in this phone call and blah, blah, blah. You, you know the story. But more importantly, that when uh, he... 
what was it when he either got a race from the hall of fame or when they were starting to bring him back and putting him back on stuff new day put out a unified statement so kofi xavier and biggie that was multiple things right and basically it was like they're not happy about it they're not they're not happy about it they're not sad about it it's just how it is obviously hogan's uh, vital to history wrestling then they were like though here's the thing for us it's not about saying you're sorry it's about your actions backing that up so he's done these things and we're going to watch and like the rest of the world and see what it means and what that actually shows shakes out to and so that's i think the only way you can judge any of these things and how they are if if like if notch is still being an asshole on twitter okay like then you know how he stands and who he is and what he does and from what i what i understand with a cursory knowledge of looking through today or whatever right it seems like that's still the thing He's still unapo- unapologetically notching, going to say what he wants to say and does do we want to, does what he wants to do. Uh, PewDiePie, I'm even way, way, way less at because it's all about his content rather than about how some few tweets you can actually look to. But again, it seems like with both the uh, Death Doll Juice sign he paid for saying the N-word or whatever, it seems like his statements after the fact were not cool. I, no, you blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I shouldn't have done these things. And I'm not saying that forgives it at all, obviously. Again, Greg Miller in a million years would never do any of these fucking things. I think you're a crazy person to do it. But I also think that, and I guess I'm I'm giving, I, you know how I am, I guess. I give everybody way too much rope, right? I, I, I want to believe in the best of everybody. I always go back to that if I, if you took the Greg Miller who was making backyard wrestling videos with his friends and suddenly that Greg Miller got super popular on the internet and didn't work at IGN and didn't do this and didn't get the degree and didn't talk like I would have a much different persona. I'm sure of how I would carry myself online and it would be the things like I've talked about, you know, of like when I do overstep a line and I just told this story recently, right about, uh, uh you were on the show, but I pointed at you like you were, but about like when, uh, Steven from able gamers, the first time we ever talked, talked is when I fucked up and I crossed a line and I made it seem like I was making fun of handicapped people rather than the, being a stupid wrestling heel. Right. And that, th- I think that's for me in particular, a line of, a younger Greg Miller, a more brash Greg, maybe somebody who didn't have the life experience I had would have been like, don't be so fucking sensitive. Clearly that's not what it was, blah, blah, blah. And I would have escalated the situation, right? Rather than an adult Greg who's gone through so many different things and met so many different fantastic people and understands what he's going for when he makes a reference, there would have been a different statement there. And that's what the statement it was. And so you, I like to imagine with both these people in both these instances we're talking about, that's what we're dealing with. And we might not be. I'm not versed enough because I don't have time to watch our own YouTube videos, let alone PewDiePie or watch whatever the fuck Notch is doing <laughs> in his candy room. But... As always, being an internet person these days, so fucking complicated, Andrea. Can we just play games and talk about games? We sure can, Greg. Let's talk about how PlayStation Now is doing then. Over on gamesindustry.biz, Matthew Handrahan has this report. (laughs) Downloaded games have quickly come to dominate PlayStation Now, proving twice as popular as stream titles on Sony's on-demand service. PlayStation Now launched as a streaming service in 2014, and Sony only added the option to download games from its catalog in September 2018. As Sony Chief Financial Officer Hiroki Totoki explained in a call with investors last week, the feature was added, quote, for users who want to enjoy gameplay without worrying about network connections. The move has proved to be decisive in terms of user retention and engagement. Totoki said, seven months on from the feature being added, downloaded games received double the amount of gameplay time compared to stream titles. Microsoft chose the download model for its own on-demand service, Xbox Game Pass, and the fact that it has made such an immediate impact on PlayStation Now raises questions about the quality of experience a game, the quality of experience a game streaming service can provide at present. It should be noted, of course, that Microsoft is also preparing to launch its own streaming service with the first public test scheduled to take place over this year.
speaking to investors, Tatoki said that PlayStation Now's audience has increased by around 40% each year since the service launched. At present, it has 700,000 subscribers, with subscription costs ranges from $19.99 for a single month to $99.99 for an entire year. Tatoki also pointed out that the PlayStation Now catalog has... 750 games, more than three times the amount of the next largest game subscription service. When asked, is cloud gaming, I'm sorry, when asked, is cloud gaming a threat to Sony Interactive Entertainment, CEO uh, Ken Yoshida said, quote, I think there may be a threat, but we have to turn the threat into an opportunity. Dun, 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 dun. PlayStation 5, how will it handle streaming? What's going to happen? Nobody knows, Andrea! Yes, Craig. <laughs> uh, just more interesting stats. Again, I know we've talked about it on the show before that we don't use PlayStation now. I really don't use Xbox Game Pass except for like below. But I know we talk about Game Pass and how Microsoft is building this foundation. And I'm so excited for them and they're so pro gamer first. PlayStation now clearly doing really well and clearly making the moves that people want to see from it as you talk about the fact that it's doubled it's all the uh, the twice as popular for <laughs> downloads which were just added there more than 700,000 users uh, impressive numbers all around it'll be yeah. interesting to see how this service evolves because I really do feel when they want to and you assume if they want to it'll be a PlayStation 5 reveal but when they are like cool day and date first party games are also available on this or something to that effect that's when it will really get crazy yeah I'm not I'm not sure they're ever going to adopt that model. Yeah. We obviously don't know how successful it's been for Microsoft because they haven't released AAA title. Yeah. Well, I guess Forza Horizon is like the one example of a game that's come to Game Pass, but I wouldn't call Forza Horizon, you know, like a tentpole for Microsoft. Sure. I, I think Gears 5 will probably be the true test to see how many people are going to buy Game Pass specifically for that game versus sure. how many retail copies are sold. Sure. But I think that's always been my concern about a streaming um, or subscription service future is are these publishers going to want to give up sales of individual units in favor of subscription models where undoubtedly they're going to make less money than they would if they sold the subscription service and the retail copies, sure. right? And that's in that, you know, obviously as PlayStation shows here with these numbers, that's how they're able to live and survive right now and great. And obviously the fact that first party Xbox games are on Game Pass is because Xbox is trying to sell you Game Pass and trying to catch up and trying to look like the best place for deals, let alone the game. And so, yeah, will PlayStation need to do that ever? I don't know. Will, will they ever need to figure out a way to there's got to be some messaging packaging to you have to repackage PlayStation now at some point to be brand new and the hot new thing and I don't know how to do that because I'm not smart and I didn't go to business school you're not a marketing guy I'm not a marketing guy as everybody knows clearly by the numbers of kind of funny subscribers I think it could be beneficial for them if they gave people a discount a deeper discount than they get for being a PlayStation Plus member sure like if they got 30 40 50 percent off yeah uh, day one triple a title if they had a playstation now subscription yeah i think that would be enticing to people but you know just the what is it 10 percent for playstation plus yeah something like that yeah. um yeah. that's a kind of funny.com slash you're I'm wrong pretty sure that's right let us know what the playstation plus uh discount is for buying on a playstation store um i think that more people would maybe be motivated but i had no idea seven hundred thousand subscribers that's really interesting even if we extrapolate and say everybody has the year subscription. I mean, that's seven hundred million dollars in revenue yeah. per year. Yeah. That ain't nothing to shake a stick at. No, so it's gonna be interesting how they evolve it and what happens with the next generation of it. Because yeah, I think PlayStation now doing incredibly well and very strong and but I, will it be a real cornerstone for them publicly going forward with PlayStation Five or whatever they want to do? Because I feel like right now it is one of those things you have to be in the know about. 
Whereas they're not beating mm-hmm. you over the head with it. Well, right? I think they haven't overcome the rocky start that PlayStation mm-hmm. now had because sure. clearly the service is leaps and bounds better today than it was when it first launched. But there's a lot of people that maybe haven't gone to revisit it since they've added these new features, the ability to download, et cetera, yeah. or seen how they've expanded the library. So maybe they just need to do a big marketing push. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of big pushes, Greg Way. Uh, Anno 1800 is killing it. This is Dustin Bailey over at PC Games. Anno 1800 is now the fastest selling game in the series, according to Ubisoft, and it's quadrupled the launch week sales of Anno 2205, achieved back in 2015. The latest game in the city building series has had a strange road to release, thanks to semi-exclusivity on the Epic Games Store. You can no longer purchase Anno 1800 on Steam, as it's now exclusively sold through Ubisoft's own Uplay launcher and the Epic Store. However, pre-orders for the game remained on Steam, remained live until launch, and those orders were all honored with the Steam version of the title. It seems plenty of players were eager to take advantage of that opportunity. Anno's 1800's concurrent player counts on Steam peaked at a little over 25,000 on launch day, according to Steam charts. (laughs) The previous title, Anno 2205, reached uh, about 7,400 peak concurrence on day one. We don't have data on how many people are are playing through Epic's launcher or Uplay, but it's safe to say that it had a significant number on those uh, early game through Steam. That was a broken sentence, but it doesn't matter. In a press release, managing director, a name I'm Mr. Grindle, says after this after this amazing and successful launch, we now completely focus on delivering the best post-launch content possible for Anno 1800, and can't wait to show you more. End quote. Go get them. Yeah, good yeah. job. This it's more the that fact that like Anno came out of nowhere, I feel like, where no one was talking about it, and then my, a lot of people in my Twitter feed were talking about it. I The last time I played Anno, I think, was 2205, or potentially the Anno before that. And I played it at a Gamescom event. And I was like, oh, why did I not know about this? Because I, I, I loved sim games like that yeah. when I was younger, and I just... Since it's clearly like a PC title now, I just don't play it. Exactly. Yeah. But um, that's what I when I when I when I saw the numbers and I watched the trailer, I was like, I'd be all over this if it wasn't on PC. No offense. And then of course it wouldn't work well on consoles. I get it. You know what I mean? But I love SimCity so much, and looking at it, I was like, damn, this looks pretty cool. But again, I got to get my trophies. You know what I mean, Barrett? Yeah. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, let's talk more more sales. Uh, World War Z sells way above expectations on PC thanks to the Epic Store exclusivity, the developer says. This is PC Gamer's Samuel Horty. Uh, third person, zombie shooter World War Z is selling way above expectations on PC thanks to its Epic Game Store exclusivity, developer Saber Entertainment has said. Uh, the game passed 1 million copies sold this week across PC and consoles, and more than a quarter of those were on Epic Game Store. Saber Interactive Chief Executive Matthew Karch told VentureBeat that the game has sold particularly well on the store outside of the U.S. Quote, overall, the U.S. and EU have been equally strong in sales. We've had 70,000 people playing at once across all platforms with very similar distribution among PC, PS4, and Xbox, he said. What surprises us is the fact that sales outside of the U.S. on the Epic Store have been so strong, uh, with the U.S. being only one quarter of sales, end quote. In a separate release, uh, Karch added, quote, on the, P- on the PC specifically, we are performing way above expectations thanks to the support we have received from the Epic Games Store, end quote. He did not expand exactly on how the Epic Store had helped the game succeed, exceed expectations. Uh, it's another indication that launching on Epic Games Store rather than Steam is not harming developer sales figures. Last month, Epic said that Metro Exodus, another exclusive, sold 2.5... 
2.5 times better on the store than Metro Last Light did on Steam. Uh, <coughs> partly thanks to the sales of World War Z, the Epic Games Store has a, had a record weekend last weekend, according to a tweet from Epic Games on Tuesday. On Wednesday, Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney said that the store will stop exclusives if Steam changes its revenue split for developers. Throwing down the gauntlet. And it was like, I, I remember seeing this last week, right? It was just in a, like a response to somebody. It wasn't even like he was like making a giant statement. He was just talking to somebody on Twitter and he put that out when the guy was like, why so many exclusives? He's like, well, stop if they want to change it. Tim Sweeney likes to make those kinds of statements. He's he's a bold man. Epic is feel, uh, Epic right now is like Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? There's doing that walk through the streets of video games. Like, come at me, bro. I'll have something to say. What do you want to talk about? I mean, they can. They have they a pile of, of money right now. Of course they I mean, can. And, and they make, you know, one of the best video game engines out there, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is a great this is a great win. In, in the face of people who are review bombing games for being exclusive sure. to Epic, you know, to have the the devs, Saber Interactive, come out and say, This was actually really good for our game and really good for our studio. Do you think this would be a positive story? It'd be a win. But no. I tweeted about this over the weekend and people were like, Oh, all mad about it. Yeah, it's people hate like, the Epic Games It's like I pissed in their Cheerios or something. I was like, dude, sure. you still have a PC. It's not like they're locking it behind another piece of hardware. Yeah. It goes back to that conversation we already had. It's just another launcher. Yeah, it's the conversation we'll continue to have until Epic Games Store gets all of the bells and whistles that Steam has or gets closer to that, it seems. But yeah, it's an ongoing conversation that people are still very mad at Epic Games for this. It just feels to me like an incredibly selfish choice that... People are boycotting Epic Game Store or boycotting developers because they want to do the thing that's financially the best decision for their studio. Mm, mm. It seems wildly selfish to me. Sure. And like, sure, there's probably an argument to be made about why can't they release on both? Why can't they release on Steam and Epic Game Store? Well, I think the answer there is simple, right? And that argument stops as fast as it starts. Money. And again, you want to be like, oh, well, you know, it's all about money grubbing companies and yada, yada, yada. Well, we just talked about one of the games last week, right? That has already made its budget better. It's like, what, it's 190% over right now because of the Epic Games exclusivity and the money given to them. And that's so hard for, I mean, we talk, I mean, what do we, we want to talk about crunch and layoffs and all these different conversations and then ignore that for some developers, especially small PC developers that are putting the games on, this is a way to ensure your game is successful, ensure your studio lasts longer, ensure you cover the cost for the people are doing it like i get that it sucks i guess to open another launcher and for the record i really don't get that that sucks no, and i Greg, know that's not a popular stupid. opinion i know we want i'm not trying to kick everybody who's a pc player i've read the subreddit threads explaining why you guys don't like epic game store well we all know you hate pc players it's okay oh well i don't hate the players i hate pcs we were so close <laughs> bear do you remember the golden age 2007 it seemed like it was over yeah pc games were on the way remember out remember when kevin had to like take a week to fucking build this pc for andy and sure and everybody's like oh but it's so fun yeah that's it's what's so, so easy, fun but kevin almost destroyed himself doing it so <laughs> all right let's dial it back everybody let's, let's, let's stop being characters for a second you know what i mean no, i wasn't being a character there i was being very serious <laughs> you weren't doing serious. the greg pc character got it sorry no, i just i think that there's nothing wrong with um, players asking Valve, I said this I think last week or the week before, if players are truly upset about Epic Game Store exclusivity, they shouldn't be mad at Epic, they should be mad at Valve. They should be petitioning Valve to lower their profit percentage. Valve doesn't need the split to be that big. It's not mm. like Valve is hurting for money, that they're a struggling do business. You, do you believe this uh, Tim Sweeney quote? Do you think that if they mm. were, to, if Valve was to come in and change it, that Epic would pump the brakes on the exclusives? Um... M- I don't see why he would have a reason to lie about it. I mean, they could. I mean, it would obviously benefit Epic to not pay for the exclusives. 
right? And like, what what benefit would Epic Game Store have over over Valve if they matched the profit distribution? They wouldn't. Yeah. Steam would Steam would win because their player base is just so much bigger and their service is better. And so I don't understand why he would be lying about that, right? I want to read the full, since we're talking about it now, the full Tim quote goes like this. If Steam committed to a permanent 88% revenue share for all developers and publishers without major strings attached, Epic would hastily organize a retreat from exclusives, parentheses, while honoring our partner commitments and consider putting our own games on Steam. That's the quote from April 24th. That seems like a win-win. Yeah. It'll be, I, yeah, it's so weird and fascinating, like where we're at with that. Yeah. Of like, what does Steam see when the, now they see that? Like, do they do they care? Are they seeing? Like you said, they're making so much money. Do they want it to look like they're now kneeling to Epic and Tim Sweeney and like, okay, cool, you want to do that? Or it's not about kneeling to Epic. It's about honoring the commitment that you have to the people who put the content on your platform to make money. But this is why a lot of developers have trouble with or have issues with publishing their games to the Apple or publishing their games to Google Play as well because those platforms take a huge chunk sure. of their profits. And so it's it's frustrating that it has to come back to Epic being the bad guy when Tim Sweeney has publicly said we launched the Epic Game Store to help promote developers and help promote publishers, people who are making games, because they don't need the money from the Epic Game Store because they have money from Unreal Engine, and now, of course, they also have money from Fortnite. And so they did that because they want to foster a, a more <clears throat> robust development community. And I think there's nothing wrong with Valve saying, hey, you know what? Thank you, Epic, for leading the way on this. You're right. We will also want to help publishers who have helped build Valve and Steam to the company it is today from here on out, we're lowering our profit sharing to help encourage smaller teams or bigger teams become more profitable for their games. Yeah. I don't understand why that's such a bad thing or why that's controversial. It's like, it seems like, why not? Why can't Valve just do that? They can. They just won't. And that's disappointing. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, and again, as somebody who doesn't play PC games or whatever, that's why I thought for the longest time man, Epic keeps doing everything right, right? When they came out and said this, and they're like, no, we're moving to this for everybody. No, if you use, if you make assets in the game, we're going to give you a better split of the revenue you're selling on the store. And all the little things they've done that I've, I was so perplexed when it did start coming through that, no, no, people are really mad at Epic Game Store for the, all this stuff. But then reading into it and like seeing their Trello and all these different, it's like, I feel like they're tackling it. I feel like that'll be, a, most of those are going to be moot points in a year, year and a half. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they will. People, you know, just like we say all the time, people just want a reason to be upset. And they hate change. Change is always difficult. You do like having yeah, games. Installing so. one more thing on your desktop is such sure, a terrible I mean, thing it, but to I do. Mean, it is. We're in the painful. It's one more fucking icon. We're in that you can painful growing, uh, growing pains, though, right? Well, like dr dangerous driving, right? Being a mm -hmm. markedly worse experience on the Epic Game Store because there are no online leaderboards, stuff like that to get attached to mm -hmm. because they don't have that infrastructure yet. And I'm it's like... Technically, it's not implemented in the game yet, but... Well, what was the th that was the problem though, right? Of the, whatever you're saying, since it's in, on consoles, you can see your friend's stuff, but over here you can't. Is what oh, you're talking. To, you're not talking about online play. You're just correct. Talking, okay. It's the Maybe fact that there's confused. no leaderboards on Epic Game Store. There's gotcha. no infrastructure for that thing. So on dangerous driving, a smaller or uh, uh, yeah, smaller mm -hmm. experience feels even smaller because you can't like go. Oh, Andrea set this time. I want to try sure. to beat her time. That's a real complaint, and I get that. And, and I, that's why just we play on PlayStation Four, right, Craig? Exactly right. Of course. <laughs> I don't know why you went up the trophies, but more importantly, I, I also think you can see that that's a limited time problem. And I yes, know that sucks for the game course. you're playing right now. But do we really think they're not going to fix that down the line? I don't know, Andrew. I don't know anything anymore. Today's whole show, a well, what the hell kind of show. You know what I mean? Nothing's going the way we want it to. Isn't that right, Barrett? 
But you are wearing this epic Portillo shirt. I am wearing my epic Portillo shirt today. Hell yeah, you are. I put are. it on and I looked at Jen. I'm like, how do I look? She's like, I hate that shirt. And I was like, too bad, babe. I love it. I think it's because it's got the high collar. That's why she doesn't like it. it looks, I think there's just too it much looks going like on. It's flirting with being like a mock. I look like I'm a screen, but it's not quite. I, I look like it's a screen cap of like the opening of Saved by the Bell. Like there's all that stuff going on. Like the flamingo <laughs> goes by. For people who are listening, it's got a little hamburger, a piece of the the iconic chocolate cake. That's right. That's right. French fries. Yeah. Is that a salad? Yeah. Well, of why course is they're there trying a salad because they want there. you to think. You know, you know, they're trying to market this thing. It's not just. Yeah. Exactly. You got that? You got the hot dogs? Yeah, the hot dogs. You got the things? Mm -hmm. You got the fries? Now it makes me want Portillo's. I digress. You know what I want? Games that are out today. Andrea, where would I go? <laughs> you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Before I tell you what games are out today, let's thank our sponsors, Sherry's Berries and Pro Flowers. We'll start with Sherry's Berries. Mother's Day is coming up, and there's absolutely nothing most of us wouldn't do to make sure our special mom gets some special treat on her special day. This is why you should use Sherry's Berries. We've talked about these guys, ladies and gentlemen, all the time. Everyone, every this time of year, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Sherry Berries come up. They are, of course, uh, strawberries dipped in chocolate, delivered to your mom's door or your door. You could use this offer if you wanted to deliver them to yourself if you want. You can deliver them to anybody you want. But here's the thing I'm always going to say. Guess what? Mother's Day is coming up. You are going to forget. You are going to scramble at the last second to buy something. Why not pull your school bus over right now? Tell the kids, you know what? I'll get back to you in a second. I'm, uh, this podcast I'm listening to wants me to do this. Now you just go to the website. You buy the thing and it's done. Sherry's Berries has a special Mother's Day uh, berries designed with mom in mind. Uh, they're topped with chocolate chips, pink shimmers, sugar, and swizzles. I ate the one with the pink shimmers. It was really good. I like Sherry's berries. Uh, they taste real good. They're really juiced. They're fresh strawberries. Why not like them? Uh, you choose your delivery date to ensure mom gets her gift of Sherry's berries exactly when you want her to, and your satisfaction is always guaranteed. Don't wait until the last minute for this one. Uh, visit berries.com today to order freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99 for the moms in your life. Uh, to make mom really happy, you can double the berries for just $10 more. Uh, Mother's Day is Sunday, May 12th, so visit berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter my code kf games that's berries.com click on the microphone add the code kf games make your mom happy don't forget why not double up though because pro flowers is also here to remind you don't forget about the real pros this mother's day that's your mom where would you be without your mom uh, of course we love pro flowers here we get them delivered all the time we have a whole bunch of boxes out there andrea was very I brought furious some home. you took them home with some I brought of the ones one of them home, yeah, yeah and then there's still one in I there i didn't want to be greedy yeah you should have been greedy doesn't I matter have. yeah mm -hmm. what describe the bouquet you got from proflowers.com so the bouquet that i got consisted of a variety of roses mm. in different colors mm. pink white yellow they were beautiful they Good. are. Now they're just starting to fully open. Sure. Love roses. Yeah, if you didn't know, they get delivered to you in this long box. You open it up. It looks a little bit like the box from Terminator 2, if you remember. When Arnold Schwarzenegger had the <laughs> oh, box yeah, of roses well, and open it up. he's got the roses and he's shotgun. got the shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these don't come with a shotgun. They Thank just goodness. come with great flowers for your mom. Uh, Pro Flowers lets you choose from a variety of bouquets and unique vases that suit every mom's style. Then simply sele select the delivery date you want. Pro Flowers carefully packages your flowers and delivers them fresh from the farm. And express delivery means the flowers stay fresh. Right now, you can get one dozen assorted roses for 20 bucks, uh, double the roses, and get a premium vase for just $9.99 more. Visit proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter my code KFGAMES, all one word. That's proflowers.com, click on the microphone code KFGAMES. Mother's Day is May 12th, so don't wait. Order like a pro and get this amazing rose deal today to thank all the moms in your life. I assure you, I'm going to do both of these. 
because you can just set it and forget it. What do you got for me, Bert? I forgot uh, Mother's Day was coming up, but uh, as you know, I'm a nerd and I like to play the Batman Arkham games once every year. Calendar Man. Calendar Man. So I started Arkham City last night before yeah. Game of Thrones to pass time, and uh, yeah, I went down there. He mentioned Mother's Day. I was like, God damn, this game's so fucking cool. Nailing it. Uh, so cool. Today, you got Mordhau on PC, Fighter Royale, Last Ace flying on, fl- flying on PC, Elrios Morgens, what she goes, Jesus Christ, on PC. Strike. Elrios Origins. Why do you say the next one? Which, Which son? son? Which son? Actually, that does look... That's pretty easy when you look at it. <laughs> Strike Solitaire on PC. Metro Simulator 2019 on platforms. It doesn't say where. Bax PC. Flan BC. <laughs> Flan? Like, Flan. Like Flan? Flan? Who cares? It's Bax followed by Flan. They are not trying on names anymore. Mordhau. It's literally like Bax, a sentient piece Flan, of dessert. Planes Attack on PC and Mac. <laughs> and then Tiki Trials on PC. Come on, guys! I know you're PC game people. We can come up with better names. There's Flan. Operate two people at the same time. That's how it started. I can't. I can't oh, I was looking at something else. I was looking at. Good lord. New dates for you. Elder Scrolls Online elsewhere is coming to PC, Mac, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on June 4th. Flan on PC. <laughs> Looks like a game you can buy and play. God bless them. Good luck. I'm glad An it's action there. game that thinks of each other. When the girl woke up, a dark and cold place had spread. As the girl advances her feet, she meets the frozen black knight. Join the power of two people and get to the truth. That's the most bullshit game description I've ever read. <laughs> you know? Greg. Yeah. I know. That's even happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anymore. It's time for Reader Mail, of course. Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny Games <laughs> if you want to be part of the show. Um, we've had a serious show, so I'm looking for maybe light in the mood questions before we get into your wrong because I got some other stuff in there, people. Here, this isn't a question. I like this one. Alec Bobco wrote in to Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny Games and said, not necessarily a question. I just wanted to write in about how smooth of an experience I had with GameStop's guaranteed to love it return policy. I picked up Days Gone Thursday night at their 9 p.m. launch. They told everyone that they, there that they could return it up until Saturday at 9 p.m. for full trading credit only if they had the receipt because it had a special code to get you that full value. I played only a few. I played a few hours on Friday and to keep it short, the game just wasn't for me. I took it back to GameStop that afternoon, and they gave me the full d- trade-in credit, no questions asked. I then put that $60 towards Super Deluxe Edition of Borderlands. Can't wait for the gameplay reveal on the Wednesday. Also, you just get the $59.99 back and not any taxes that you may have paid on it. Great. This is one of the questions people had when they announced this, of how good it would actually be and how uh, it would actually work. I'm glad that it's working out well. Interesting title to start with, Days Gone. Yeah. I mean... I'm confused about how the tax how the tax policy works, but maybe that's like a state to state thing. And yeah, probably. The disclaimer is like, listen, like it's I too it's, difficult to yeah, refund the just taxes. Get sticker price, yeah, yeah. Good for them, though. You know, go get them. Uh, Thomas has this one. Riddle me this. Why is it that we can avoid spoiling huge moments in games? For example, only a couple weeks ago, I found out the twist at the end of KOTOR. And movies, <laughs> Endgame, need I say more. But every man and his dog on Twitter wants to ruin Game of Thrones for everyone else. Is this a fan base thing? It can't be It can't be the length of content, given Game of Thrones episodes are as long as a short movie. What gives? Or have you found the opposite? And have you had games spoiled for you often? Also, remind Gary to plug his comic, Oliver, on Wednesday. Issue 3 came out the other week, and it was fucking awesome. Thomas. Um, I'm with you, Thomas, and I've gotten into an argument with Mr. Tim Geddes about this because he thinks it's okay to spoil Game of Thrones because live tweeting it is a national pastime. Yeah, he's talking about. I'm like, no way, dude. 
the reason I think games don't get spoiled as often is because games are long. And so in order to get to like the secret part of the game, you have to probably invest like 30, 50, 100 hours. Yeah. Um, so not as many people get there as quickly. Um, but I think that there's nothing wrong with expressing emotion about something that you're watching. But when something's like time delayed or is actively being like broadcast, there's like you shouldn't be tweeting or posting like screenshots of the episode or using character names. There's a way to express yourself. In fact, I took several screenshots of really fun tweets that are expressing their feelings about Game of Thrones that aren't spoiling anything. There's nothing wrong with expressing yourself, but if you specifically need to talk about a key plot moment, go to a forum where spoilers are welcome and talk about it there. Yeah. Because I have yet to see a good tweet of somebody spoiling something. They're always like the most mediocre. And I'm like, just stop it. Just don't do it. And I don't want none of this bullshit of like, oh, well, it's your fault for getting on social media. To you, I say, fuck you. Whoa! That's right. I said it. Let's oh, fight about it. I need it. a well, gift. I need a gift, well, Corey. Then. To USA, fuck you. I'm going to respond to so many tweets with that. Um, no, I, yeah, I mean, as I, it, it is an interesting thing. I think the reason video games don't get spoiled, like you said, is the fact that they are so long. I think it is also the fact that you're all getting there at different times. Uh, I don't agree with the Tim Gettys. It's, a, it's the live water cooler moment. You're in there and it's happening thing. But I get it. I get what he's saying of like watching and tweeting and stuff. But then it doesn't take into account time zones. L- last night we landed, uh, you know, coming back from Chicago and it was already airing. And I don't care. Like I watch the show, but I'm not like obsessive about anything. So I, I was on Twitter and I was seeing I was like, oh, man, yeah, these are flat out spoilers. These aren't like you're not being cheeky about it. You're not saying X character had a really good show. There were like gifts and there was video. And I was like, huh? OK, like it's you're bad. You're right out there. And I would have been pissed if that was endgame. Now. Endgame, of course, I went through and I said all the muted words and stuff. I guess if you really wanted to for Game of Thrones, you could. And you, like, can't, you can't mute GIFs. Sure. If someone yeah, just yeah. tweets yeah, yeah, a GIF yeah. of a moment in the show, you're kind of screwed. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I get upset because I think people just need to be more thoughtful. Agreed. I don't think that's asking and that I also, much. And I think we've all done it where we do, or you and I have done it, where we <laughs> want to talk about something or tweet about something and you do you can tweet very not codedly but like mm-hmm. man that's that scene and all kind of you know what i right. mean like be able to like yeah you can get around what it is or use emojis or some shit but even that i'm like oh, i don't want to ruin this for anybody also be clever with your tweets i would much rather see clever tweets than people just being like oh my gosh did you see this person do this thing yeah like there was a key character that did some things in last night's episode that we're going to talk about in game of thrones in review yeah that people were like openly talking about right away, and I'm like, you even just mentioning that character is a spoiler. In you and give of away itself. the tease of what it was, right? And mm-hmm. I think that was what I was seeing based on what you, I know exactly what you're talking about. The more clever links are off to this or over to a, go to Reddit where you can, they have the spoiler threads that you can go into and talk to everybody. Yeah, they, there's spoiler threads on Reddit, on Facebook, on Discord. There are plenty of places to go and like have that water cooler moment. Twitter is not the place. That's why I'm so thankful there wasn't, you know, a booming Twitter when uh, Smallville was going. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want anybody to ruin this for me. You know what I mean, Barrett? I didn't need it. There was a booming something, I remember, because uh, Arkham Knight spoilers uh, came out before the game came out. Spoiler? I mean, well, that happens with everything. It does yeah. happen. Yeah. I, it, you're right. Uh, yes. But, like, for on sure the internet, happens. if it's a link somewhere, you can avoid that, right? Like, you sure, don't have to go I, to that people website. People for sure no, do there, tweet there out about, like, like, Arkham City's ending was a very definitive scene that's very spoilerish. Yeah. And, and like, people the, did say that shit, yeah. but it wasn't. 
near it, even it wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't as pervasive as it was last night because yeah. last night mm-hmm. is a shared moment. People are treating the Game of Thrones episodes like they treat the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and tweeting about commercials when you're watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah but everybody can watch the Super Bowl at the same time. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not saying it's okay, Andrea. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to give you a glimpse into their madness. Yes. And then of course, just Tim Geddes is a monster. We've talked about that for a while. Hashtag Tim sucks. <laughs> Am I wrong, Barrett? I'm kind of on both sides. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Time to squad up. Oh, this is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, and I read it here for the best friends to come and find you and play games together. Today, Kevin Bogus. Coella? No, Kevin Bogus uh, has a story about PlayStation 4. His PSN is Kevin Bogus. B-O-G-U-E-S. He says, successful squad up. I wanted to write back in and say thanks to all the best friends and a huge shout out to Zach underscore seven underscore for the meetup. After writing in last week, I have a flood of requests and was able to finish up my Division 2 Platinum. Uh, if you're ever looking to meet up and play some games, Squad Up is your go-to destination. Of course, Kevin found love here in the Division 2 and his meetup, which I don't really remember. If you're ever going to write in with a Squad Up success story... Keep in mind, I don't memorize all the squad ups. I need more information than that. But I'm glad it all worked out. And I'm glad also if you were watching closely while I did that, I that was the most spit I've ever spit while talking. Just everywhere. Disgusting. I'm a horrible human being. You're wrong! This is where you, watching live on Twitch, go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell me what we screw up as we screw it up. Today, I'm, I'm, I'm going more lenient with them. Because the today th- thing was like, this notch, thing, this Mr. PewDiePie Miller. thing, I want your opinions on it. We have more of them. Uh... The Webent, what did I say? The Webent says, I don't judge people on one mistake. I judge them on a pattern of behavior. Both Notch and PewDiePie have shown repeat, a repeated pattern of being offensive, back, oh, sorry, uh, backpedaling and calling out critics that were offended. Both good and shitty people fuck up, but shitty people don't learn from their mistakes. Well said. And I can't speak to the Notch PewDiePie angle of it. Again, I hear them in the thing fucking it up, but we talked about that already. I'm letting you have the floor. You've already heard me ramble. Uh, Kebab says the exact discount you get on items via PlayStation Plus varies from item to item. Mm, Uh, Greg, I have a breaking news story. Uh, Thank you to the chat who brought it up. Uh, I think this is from Waypoint. League of Legends studio faces employee walkout. I think this is Riot Games are planning a walkout. When? Uh... I have to, I have to read more. That was the headline right now. Okay, we'll keep our eye on that yeah, one. Maybe yeah, yeah. that's a probably tomorrow. report I think for tomorrow. For tomorrow, yeah. Nanobiologist uh, also points out that it seems the average discount for a PlayStation Plus thing is ten percent. So we were not wrong because I know I've seen that save ten percent, but then sales obviously do that all over the place. Technically, it was on Kotaku first. Barrett's such a coward. by the timestamps. <laughs> Uh, I saw this, but didn't get a chance to watch it today. Foley1993 says, Jim Sterling just put out a Jimquisition talking about this epic thing and made a few good points. The company's benefiting from the Epic Games exclusivity is not all small indie developers uh, you keep talking about, but it's also giant publishers that can't help but design their games to help make money in the world. Make all the money in the world. The same companies that lay off their staff after the game is released and same companies that force crunch on their workers. Let's not forget that people benefiting from Epic situation are the rich and the rich keep helping the rich get richer. I mean, yeah, the rich are getting richer, but the small people also make more money too. All devs make more money on Epic Game Store. That's the point we're going for and with the deals, but I understand where you're coming from. I do need to watch Jimquisition and see what's going on over there. 
And then somebody's just arguing about why it's okay to do this, I guess, so I don't care about it. L- 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 the same companies that lay off their staff after the game is released. I wonder which company you're talking about. I mean, we talk about stuff like that. I mean, that was really prevalent for a long time, right? Where you ramp up production and lay off the contractors, whatever. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I, There's I mean, definitely the clearly a conversation it. that we don't have time to get into to now about how that's part of cyclical entertainment development that's prevalent in TV and movies as well. Yeah. But deeper conversation for another show. But thanks for having it with us. Remember, you can. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Your host for the week go like this. Tim is here with Barrett. <laughs> Tomorrow. That's right. Barrett on the show. That's crazy. It's Wednesday is Tim and Gary Witta. Thursday is Fran Mirabella, and it was supposed to be Lucy James from GameSpot, but she emailed or texted me this morning saying there's now a meeting. She can't do it. So everyone must boo her on Twitter. No, don't boo oh. Lucy. What? In like a fun way. It's no, not don't her do fault it. She got pulled into a meeting. You know what she did show up for? No. The Persona 5 spoiler She cast. did show up for the Persona 5 spoiler cast. When's that available for people to watch? Uh, Sometime this week. Everybody send cry emojis at her. Is that fine? Yes. yes. Okay, it send cry emojis. You're sad. Be well, that's what but also crying happy that she's on the Persona 5 spoiler cast. Sometime Greg, you don't understand. People sometimes take what you say very seriously. We don't want to send that's any true. harassment or hate towards Lucy. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah, I don't want it to be misinterpreted as hate. Say, right. hey, we'll miss nice you. How about Lucy. that? We'll miss you. We wish you. We wish you were a woman of your word. Wow. We'll miss wow. You. No. <laughs> no, Greg. Jesus, don't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just, you know, whatever. Don't even talk to her. Unfollow her. Uh, and then Friday, I'm back. It's me and Sam doing the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.